What is going on, America? Welcome back to another episode here on What's the Word Entertainment. Of course, I am one half of your host, Sherm. Uh, Obed could not be with us this week. He's a little under the weather. So stepping in for him is our returning guest, Gabe, out in Houston, Texas, filling in. I appreciate you joining me this week and filling in for Obed. What's going on with you, man? What's going on, bro? I appreciate y'all having me in. Obed, I hope all gets well. And man, I'm ready to get it rolling. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, I don't know if you guys, I'm sure you guys may have noticed we didn't have a show last week. Unfortunately, I'm he out here in uh, sunny Florida where uh, Hurricane Irene, or excuse me, Hurricane Ian, excuse me, wreaked havoc. Uh, fortunately, uh, everything's okay on my end. Didn't have power uh, for a few days, so couldn't really do much of activity. Had nothing and no capabilities out here, so Took a little week off last week, but we're back here in full strength. Like I said, Obed is just out a little under the weather this week, giving him time to rest up, but he'll be back next week. Um, we'll keep it rolling. But uh, Gabe, I'm glad to have you on, man. Uh, let's get it going, bro. Uh, let's talk before we get into our usual football talk. As always, we're going to do some college football, the NFL, even a little bit of NBA. Um, I think we had to mention one big thing from the past few days um, was in Major League Baseball, uh, New York Yankees outfielder Aaron Judge broke the American League home run record. We're passing Roger Maris's 61 home runs, now becoming the new American League home run leader. Now, obviously, this is an, is an incredible feat, and Aaron Judge, as pretty much a lot of people know that, this, he's going into his last year of his contract um, in the in the league. So he's going to probably get a record deal next year. <laughs> he's probably break, probably going to break the bank. Um, so they couldn't, couldn't have done this at a better time to me. Um, but a lot of people are wondering, you know, should we consider Aaron Judge the new home run king? Obviously, he's the home run king of the AL. But, you know, as we know, some several years ago, I think it was back in what? I think it was 2003, if I can't recall, when Barry Bonds set the record for 73 home runs in a year. But him and numerous other guys like Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa, have always been linked to steroids and HGH performance enhancing drugs and things like that. So they quote unquote cheated the game. You know what I mean? So should people, should fans consider Aaron judge the real home run King of baseball, but I'm just, I, I don't, I kind of feel like it's, you can go either way. I get it. If you feel bonds and those guys cheated the game and, you know, use steroids and stuff like that, but they still had to physically still swing the bat and hit the home run. Real hard you as know, hell. You know what I mean? Which is still an incredible, you know, thing to do, especially with Bonds and what he did overall for the game. But I, I, I can understand the argument both ways, Gabe. What do you think? Man, first of all, congratulations to Aaron Judge on making that huge, huge accomplishment right there of knocking 62 of them things out of the park, man. Mm -hmm. That's just great and grand right there. He's huge, too, man. When you sit back and look at him, he's six foot seven. He's he's a huge, massive human being. 282 right? pounds. Yeah, that's a massive human being. <laughs> Still so be playing tight end right now, yo. <laughs> bodybuilder playing baseball. So that's pretty dope all in itself. Um, it's hard because, you know, when we grew up or, you know, I know we're a little bit different in age, but whatever. But, you know, mm -hmm. Barry Bonds was that dude. Sammy Sosa was that dude, man. Mm -hmm. So even though I know it's it's a it's that it's that thing that's gonna follow him that he was a steroid user things like that. Right. I would always give it to Barry, regardless of what anybody else says, because in the okay. past some guys they did something, some type of enhancement or something. <laughs> they just weren't all getting caught. You know, Ooh, got on. Barry was on the big screen. You know what I'm saying? His name was massive and all those types of things like right, that. Right, right. It's an easy target to paint a portrait over, but I'm always gonna give it to Barry. Barry. It's not it's not discredited nothing that judges it this year. Yeah. Sixty-two home runs and possibly the hardest sport to play is crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. the thing. It's like people don't realize how hard it is to for to hit a baseball, especially you know, coming at you know 90 miles an hour or 95 mile an hour fastball. The crazy thing about baseball is like you can average what hit 300 for the year, you know what I mean? And yeah. you do your job basically 30, basically you're doing your job 30% of the time and be considered good. You know what I mean? It's just, it's just crazy that, like, like I said, yeah. yeah. Imagine you doing your job thirty percent of the time. We gonna get, we gonna get fired. <laughs> exactly. exactly. You, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, shout out to Aaron Judge. Even yeah. though I'm a Mets fan and I hate the Yankees, but still, um, I know the baseball playoffs are starting this week. Let's go Mets. Um, but yeah, I get it. But I get it. I can see the argument for either way. Where do you want to consider it's battery? What do you want to consider it's yeah. Judge? I get it either way. So, but shout out to Aaron Judge on that. Let's quickly transition over to the NBA, uh, Gabe. 
couple within the last couple of weeks has been news that broke out that uh, Phoenix Suns owner um, Sarver that he is going to be basically he uh, Robert Sarver excuse me he's going to be selling the team because it was found that he has been using racist sexist and misogynistic acts and things like that and uh, throughout his history within the organization of only the phoenix suns and even the phoenix mercury the WNBA team um it's known that he will be selling the team because he did actually got fined i think it was what like 10 million dollars something like that by the nba and basically got so much pressure from the i mean from the media and everything and they said listen dude we don't watch basically like pretty much everyone said you don't we don't watch you here so he's decided to sell the teams um it's just astonishing that this kind of stuff still happens to this day you know what i mean um and i'm just a little shocked by it that it took this long to kind of figure this out and how it's almost like what goes on in the within the nfl and the nfl um you know, washington commanders oh, yeah. you know what i mean yeah. how so much controversy is all for all these years and even john gruden with the raiders for so long it's like no one knew that these people were talking and acting like this it's like, come on, somebody knew something, bro. You know what I mean? What's your kind of take, Gabe, on this whole controversy with the Phoenix Suns? It's always bad and hard to really sit back and gauge people from a distance and then try to dig out those empty, like them dirty laundry bags or whatever. It's hard, especially when they have all these dollars in the bank account. Their faces are never seen, but you know who they are. Mm-hmm. Um, this is good, actually, for the NBA and for all the other sports. If there is another individual that's like him, hey, they're all in the light bulb now. So this was a big punishment right here. It was it. It's kind of similar to like the Clippers owner because the Clippers owner was doing something like what? Um, what was it? Uh, the old Clippers owner. Yeah. yeah. Um, I know. I know. Right? I forgot his name. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. 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 Right. Right. He was doing something similar like this, and they kind of put a spotlight on him. So this is really dope that they're gonna catch him. Um, the only downfall to all of this is the players are catching a ton of flack from it, and it's like the season is just now starting to you know kind of warm up and prep up. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. it's just it's crazy like you said how these guys they sit behind and they do these things 17 years they said this man's been running around doing this and he owns wow. what two teams mm-hmm. you, you get suspended for one year and they find him 10 million they find a rich man like that 10 million dollars <laughs> <laughs> it's like finding me 10 bucks yeah but yeah i mean it's, it's just spotlight. it's just it's crazy it. how the reports the reports confirmation of sarber's repeated use of the n-word um like i said just sexist and misogynistic comments and acts he's always done you know what i mean and the fact that he's did it for so long and he's just it's just now coming to light it's just kind of wild but i'm glad the nba i mean i mean obviously you know i because a lot of people know the suspension should have been longer but he even forced him to sell adam silver didn't have the authority to force him to sell the team because obviously he robert sarver he owns the team He's, he's the owner of it. It's like, you know what I mean? But I'm glad, you know, the pressure, having a proper server felt the pressure, you know what I mean? And the players are probably like, yo, dude, we don't want to play for this guy, a guy like this. You know what I'm saying? So that's probably what it was. So I, there were, he probably almost felt impelled to like, you know what? I got to step away. This is not going to work. So, right. you know, it, it is what it is. I'm glad it's happening because yeah. there's no place, there's no place that for stuff like that, not just in the NBA or from any organization, any, any from anybody at all. So, um, you know, it is what it is. Um, speaking of other team kind of ownership, I don't know if you saw just the other day, LeBron James was doing an interview after I think the, the Lakers game. They were in Vegas kind of doing, you know, some preseason action. The NBA preseason is, is, is underway. And he was saying that he wants to bring a team to Las Vegas. Now, I don't know if you know it's the game, but LeBron does actually have ownership in uh, a soccer team in, I think, is FC FC Liverpool and even the Boston Red Sox. So he would love to. He's he's made it well known that one day he would love to be an, an NBA owner. Obviously, he can't do it until he's done playing, but he would love to be an owner one day. Um, and he wants to bring a team to Las Vegas. And obviously, I think that's for sure going to happen sometime. Adam Silver, the commissioner of the NBA, has basically been mum on that, you know, bringing, expanding the league on, from the current 30 teams to any more. But I think it, it's going to help that the fact that the Las Vegas now has a football team in the, in the Raiders. So that market, obviously, Vegas is a huge market. I mean, it's it's Las Vegas. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I think, could you do you think we could see an NBA team in Vegas someday? Bro, it's, it's an easy, easy thing to do, especially with the way that they're moving and mm-hmm. the person that they chose to be their face and head of the team. LeBron James being the biggest superstar since freaking Michael Jordan. You know right. what I'm saying? Even though we all loved Kobe, we loved AI, 
Everybody talks when they talk one and two is LeBron and Michael Jordan. Mm -hmm. Jordan got a chance to own. And all of our hopes is just that LeBron is actually a better person to put a team together than Jordan. But <laughs> what bigger market could you grab other than Las Vegas? Vegas, right that's now? what like, I'm saying. Kind of just fell into Vegas. It's like he already loves freaking where he is over there in L.A. Right. Or whatever. And it's beautiful and all those things. But with the Raiders branding themselves and building that nice big stadium, mm -hmm. they put a massive NBA team stadium next to that one. It's going to generate so much revenue, bro. And what? the is just the person that they chose. Like, well, even though well, we don't know, we're speculating. Right. This is just LeBron. Yeah. He, this is LeBron yeah. saying himself that yeah. he would like yeah. to do it. And I'm sure yeah. he'll partner with the right people and the organizations Absolutely. too. That, you Absolutely. know what I mean? He has yeah. so he's so marketable. He He's a businessman, you know, for sure. He's involved in so many different things, you know? Absolute genius. Absolute genius. He has a school over there in Cleveland already. Mm, he's yeah, I promise so many things with the youth. He, his son's a big brand already on his own. That's the, that's the one thing that you cannot say about, out of in 20 something years in 20 years in the NBA. He has never been involved in any sort of drama yep. off off the court issues, legal yep. matters, um, being, you know, being arrested or anything like that, being sued or anything like that. He's raised money for so many charities. People always hate him for that for the whole thing about the decision. He did he really when he went is, to Miami. Yeah, you know, he, he raised $3 million that night. Yeah, he is. And within amazing. an hour. Yeah. It's like, yeah. how many people you know can raise $3 million within an hour? Exactly. You exactly. know what I mean? As much as people want to hate on him, the fact his his off-court activities speaks to the, to the kind of the person last, that he is. Classic. The, the, the thing he did this past summer, going and playing in front of the U's and I's, in front of the Drew League, in the mm -hmm. Drew League of all things, which is massive by itself. Mm -hmm. Little things that he does are just like, they're so mm -hmm. grand. So right. it's like, there's nothing you really can do to discredit LeBron. It's either you just, you hater or you hater. Basically, basically. <laughs> yeah, but he's always, he's still going to be behind Michael Jordan for me. So it is what it is. <laughs> uh, you and me both. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Let's get to some college football uh, action, Gabe. Um, probably one of the craziest, the wildest endings from last weekend in college football was the Ole Miss-Kentucky game where Ole Miss survived a late comeback from Kentucky. This came down to the pretty much to the wire um, in, uh, in, uh, in Ole Miss, man. Kentucky had a late play in the game, uh, almost threw it, pretty much threw it through it. They did actually throw a touchdown, right? And we're almost at the same time expired, but the Kentucky receiver was actually called for a false start. Um, but man, this was a wild one. Um, I'm wondering, Lane Kiffin, <laughs> Seems like he knows what he's doing after all, because a lot of people were hating on him back in when he was in Bama and USC yeah. and everything. Amazing. Oh, he's got Ole Miss at five and zero right now, right? <laughs> I mean, it seems like he knows what he's doing. I shoot, bro. I, I love Lane Kiffin. Um, my probably like if you go down the list uh, with my two, three favorite uh, college football coaches, it'd be definitely easily. You've got <laughs> you've got uh, my boy in USC. Um, Lincoln Riley. Lincoln Riley is number one, and mm -hmm. then you got Lane Kiffin, and then of course it's Kirby Smart for me because I'm a Georgia Bulldog fan. Mm -hmm. But what he's done with the Ole Miss program in what two seasons, three seasons, something is, like that. It's, it's it's out of this world. It's out of this world, and um, the turnaround too with the quarterback position too, because last year he had um, ah, oh, what's the boy's name? He had he had um. What's from, uh, the Panthers, uh, from the Panthers, yeah, from the Panthers. But yeah, so he had him. He had him last year. Mm. Matt Corral, there we go. Yeah, yeah, Matt yeah, yeah. Last year, Matt Corral was a hot commodity, and you know he was in and out of the lineup, getting injured and things like that. But he was amazing, and uh, he was able to make him look, you know, just good. So mm. now you've got a kid in Jackson Dart who's athletic. He's he can do a bunch of things, and he was able to put a game plan together to pretty much stop. A potential Heisman finalist in Will Levis, and that so? was dope. You don't you don't like Will Levis as a potential Heisman finalist? I don't know, man. I mean, this is I know he's a former Penn State QB. Yeah, so he was he was there for a couple years. I don't know. I don't think anyone has really stood out for me this so far this college football season. I mean, uh, I mean, CJ Stroud, Bryce Young, Caleb Williams. I mean, this yeah. Ohio State Bama QBs, yeah. There, I mean, yeah. Bryce Young probably could probably win it again if yeah. the Bama goes undefeated yeah. once again. So it is what it is. But like, you know what I mean? 
Will Will Levis from, from Kentucky. Really good. Really good. He looks solid. Yeah. You know, I'll give it to me. He does look solid. You know, average offensive uh, line back there. Not the best receivers in the world. Running game is average, and this kid can play. Yeah, yeah. But it it was a it was a hell of a heck of a game though. But coming up this week, um, in college football, kind of two bigger two kind of matchups I wanted to look at was number eight Tennessee at number twenty five LSU. Mm-hmm. Um, hoping seeing maybe Brian Kelly can kind of turn this thing around. You know, he's has he has this LSU team kind of rolling now. And they're sitting at four and one right now. But the other one, which I thought was interesting, even though it's not a matchup of ranked teams is number three, Ohio State, at unranked Michigan State. To me, this is a trap game for Ohio State. This is a trap game. I expect Ohio State to win. Don't get me wrong. If I was a, if I was a betting man on this, betting on this game, I would be full all in on Ohio State. But I feel like this is a kind of a trap game because they've got Penn State and then a couple weeks later. I mean, now if they do beat Michigan State, I mean, because they, I mean, it's not say it's because they have Iowa at home next week. I mean, and within two weeks, and after that, because they have a bye next week, excuse me. So they have Penn State in three weeks at the end of October. So to me, this is a trap game because they, of course, want to run the table and they want to be undefeated when they go play Penn State at right. Penn State, mind you. Right. To me, this is a game to kind of watch out just in case, upset alert, just in case. Like I said, I expect Ohio State to win. But don't be surprised if one of those – it's when, you know, you know, things happen. Look, at Ohio State lost to Purdue a couple years at, – at Purdue when they were undefeated, you know, a couple years back in that game. You know what I mean? Wild, wilder things have happened. That's why, to me, that's a, that's kind of – it can kind of be a trap game, in my, in my opinion. Um, no, any didn't. any other games or any, out of these two or maybe any other one you're looking forward to this week in a college football game? Uh, college – oh, man. Um I think uh, Georgia Georgia's been going downhill as of the last two weeks, so I'm really curious to see how they're gonna you know hold up against a team like Auburn, because this is really a defining game in the SEC conference matchups is always scary. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Georgia just decided like oh the two teams we're just gonna take a nap on them and do whatever we want. You've got people talking about their run game now. You've got people questioning Stetson. You've got people questioning the receiving play, mm-hmm. and you know that's something to keep an eye on. So I'm actually really hyped up. To see how Georgia bounces back. Okay. And, uh, the, the Auburn, Georgia game. Auburn. But like what you're saying, I, I love this Big Ten matchup because, again, it's a Big Ten matchup. I joked about it being a Big Ten championship, potential championship, even though we know Mel Tucker's a great coach and things like that, man. But this has not been Michigan Spartan football this season. Mm. Um, they took a couple early losses, right? Um, and they've been kind of up and down, kind of trying to figure themselves out and build the team basically with a new young core. Ohio State's kind of just thromping everybody and rolling, and this would probably be outside of um, Notre Dame, their biggest test of the season, really, right here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Michigan State being in the Big Ten or whatever. Yeah. Um, I Mel mean, Tucker normally plays them very tough. He's got they've got a great defensive scheme, and we'll see what what uh, CJ Stroud will be able to do. But it's a it's a it's a it's going to be a game. But Ohio State should dominate. I'm not sitting here saying that. Is going to be some close matchup, ding, you know, like Ohio State scores, Michigan scores, scores, and it's going yeah. to be some kind of war. But it's going to be fun to kick back and watch. Big Ten games are it's conference games. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, I hundred percent agree. Like I said, I could see Ohio State winning by twenty. You know what I mean? But like, but like I said, I just feel this could end could be a trap game for them because that because they're going to be off next week. Then they are at home against Iowa. Then they have to travel to Penn State. And that's exactly. the big matchup so far for them. They want to be undefeated in that Penn State matchup. That's why. And I know Penn State does as well, too. You see what I'm saying? Oh, that's yeah. why I say that. So, but hey, we'll see how that goes. Um, let's quickly get into the NFL, Gabe. Um, before we touch on week four last weekend, Cookie, want to go back to week three, a couple of things that transpired there. As we mentioned earlier in the show, that we wouldn't have a show last week. Um, but um, probably the, the biggest storyline from that week was was new england patriots quarterback mac jones um being injured having that high ankle sprain he's gonna be out for a multitude of games um you know for at least a few weeks um i'm wondering do you think the new england patriots season is over just because i mean i get it he'll be back you know as soon as possible he's kind of day-to-day as bill belichick said he's day-to-day he's day-to-day that's it you know what i mean he's never gonna speculate never gonna elaborate on these kind of things but 
what's your take on the Patriots outlook for this coming for this rest of the season? Or, you know what I mean? Cause they got what Brian Hoyer started this past weekend for them. He got hurt pretty early. Right. Yep. And then he went to, over oh, to uh Bailey Zappy. Oh, <laughs> what's your outlook for the Patriots? Um, it's, it's tough with the Patriots, man. I'm a huge Bill Belichick fan. Tons of respect. It's 50, 50 always with the credit as far as it goes with Tom Brady and him. Mm-hmm. But, um, Coming into the season, we kind of knew what it was going to be with Josh McDaniels leaving. We knew that the coordinators, they really just kind of scrambled and were throwing things together. They were throwing a defensive coordinator as a friggin' offensive coordinator. It was just all over the place. Bill wasn't really giving things out as usual. So I, I really see them struggling, struggling, struggling and going downhill. I know Bill is an amazing game planner and play caller. Um, and, they, and they gave Aaron Rodgers a tough game this past uh, week. But I don't That's see much from the New England Patriots at all. I don't see much coming or going forward at all. Um, Mac Jones, the Mac attack has not been a great replacement. He's he's not as durable. He's mm-hmm. not as accurate as he was in Alabama. I thought he was going to be an amazingly accurate, you know what I'm saying, quarterback in the league. I thought his timing was it. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I expected so much. I expected more of like a Jimmy Garoppolo type of feel when I watched Mac Jones. I know so he didn't Jimmy G, yo. <laughs> I, I, that that's seriously what I saw. I was like, oh, he's like Jimmy Polo, you know what I'm saying? He can spread the ball, he can read defenses, and yeah. he was quick release, you know what I'm saying? He was coached really well. So I was like, it's an easy transition quarterback into the league, man. But it's been very rough, man. It's, it's been, been rough for him, dude. In, I, in, I, in three go, games, he's throwing two go. two touchdowns and five interceptions. Yeah. I just want to know how is Brian Hoyer still in the league? Can they sign me? like he's as good as you and i right now and he just keeps getting checks this dude is i feel like he's been there forever yo yes he's worn like dirt oh he's probably worn all 32 jerseys he is like like, he's like the next he's like uh ryan fitzpatrick bro he is the real deal getting checks man so hey it's you can do it get do it you know why you can right the most shocking thing from this past week man was brady uh what's called zappy didn't look that bad Mm-hmm. It didn't look yeah. that bad. It didn't look like I always look at the gap pool between the starter and the backups to kind of like gauge what I feel about what what are they making their decision best on. Yeah. And Zappy was in there actually kind of doing a little something. It was kind of fun to watch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. it, was, it was a closer game than it should have been. That's for sure. It was yeah. way closer than it should have been. Yeah. Speaking of week four, um, probably the one of the biggest storylines of this past week. Um, was Tua Tagovailoa and the Miami Dolphins, you know, from the Dolphins getting injured, getting stretched off the field. Um, uh, I mean, this was just a terrible, terrible scene. Um, him getting thrown to the ground uh, against that game against the Cincinnati Bengals. Now, this is, of course, we have to go back to week three when he got, I think it was against the Buffalo Bills, if I'm not mistaken. He got hurt, clearly concussed. Yeah, gets hit, comes up, falls to the ground. The Dolphins organization want to play off like it was a back injury. Yeah. They have no damn back injury. You yeah. see the man just collapse on the ground. He couldn't even stand on his own two feet. Then you put him in against the Bengals less than a week later. Yeah. He gets slammed and has to be taken out on a stretcher. Now, the independent neurologist that examined um, the Miami, uh, examined to a toilet, has been, has been fired. The NFL announced um, but this was just a bad, bad look for the Dolphins organization to me, Gabe. Um, and even even for head coach Mike McDaniels, I know he's a first-year guy. You know, he has a lot of stress, a lot of pressure on him. Yeah. But looking at his latest press call, he had multiple opportunities to take, you know what? Should have probably made a different decision. You know what? This might be on me. You know what? We should have done things differently. He has yet to do that. To yeah. me, he has to take some sort of accountability for this. Yeah. Even though the doctors may have cleared to it to go in, you're the head coach. You're the man in charge on the sidelines on game day. You should have looked at to it and said, you know what, dude? I'm going to sit you down, bro. I want to, I'm here. I'm here to protect you. Because sometimes the coaches need to protect the players from themselves. Exactly. The players want to always want to play at all costs. And we know this, bro. You've played football before. I played football before. And if we've played, you know what I mean? We know how it is. We, we people want to play. They want to, especially in the NFL, where they're getting paid millions of dollars. They want to be out there at all costs. But you see a guy is that shaken up as the head coach 
not the assistant, not the defensive coordinator, not the damn water boy. As the head coach, you should have taken it upon yourself. You know what? I don't care what the doctor said, bro. Your safety and your health is what is more important to me. Go sit down. I mean, this was just a bad look all around for the Dolphins organization. And that last press conference by Mike Daniels, to me, was just a bad, bad look, Gabe. Yeah, the, the NFL has been under serious concussion. Watch has been very, very tight to uh, watch what's going on. And the hard, one of the hardest jobs in the world is to be a head coach, be under all that pressure, all that stress, work all those hours, and then make those tough in-game decisions. Um, This tour injury that happened with the Bills – Kind of reminded me of uh, it was like 2020 playoffs. Mahomes went out against the Browns or whatever, and he was kind of like wobbly or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, what's this called came in and, and saved the game or whatever, and they won and they moved on. And everybody was like, Well, it's a, it's a, I forget the amount of days for the protocol or whatever, but Mahomes came right back, played against the Bills, and they ended up winning the game. Mm-hmm. This was something similar to that to me with Tua going down as roughly as he did. I, they were trying to say, oh, it was a back injury. They couldn't tell if it was his head. Us as casual fans, I seen him get up and I was like, God damn. I said, the boy's hurt. He's real. The boy is hurt. He's seeing gang signs. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, no. <laughs> Word, right? Yeah, like save him. But Mike, you know, having that difficult job and, you know, making – I can't fully just blame him. I I know okay. what you know. Okay, I, fair yeah. enough. I, I get what yeah. you're saying. I get it. Yeah. It's, it's a very difficult thing. You're seeing it in high speed. You've got right. probably like 17 plays going through your head. It's I understand he looks bad and all those types of things like that. And also the Dolphins organization already has been under the most heavily like criticized for, I mean, all types of things. So when he sat up there on the press conference, it's like, what, what can I say that's not going to incriminate or put a target on my back to a job that I worked so hard to finally get an opportunity to do something with. Mm. So that's pretty much where I'm at with that. As far as Tua goes, man, I've always thought he was a tiny, petite quarterback, very accurate, very smart. But it's just like it's really hard to be that small and make it in this league. You see Kyler, Kyler, man, when they come at Kyler, Kyler just falls down. (laughs) Kyler doesn't play that. So He He don't want that smoke. Right. Two was holding the ball, holding the ball. When the dude got a hold of him, I was hoping he would just lay down. But as soon as he slammed him and two his head bounced off the ground, Ooh. it was like, oh, my God. In a four-day span, you get double concussions. Teddy Bridgewater came in and played pretty decently, man. But all prayers of the tour. Hopefully, For sure. and they take their time. The, the neurologist that they hire is better. Mm-hmm. And that they just do a, a finer job of actually taking care of these players going forward, man. That was scary to watch. Yeah, that's the thing. Player safety is, you know, of course, that is has been and should always be, a, you know, at an all time high, you know. But yeah, it was definitely a scary, scary situation for Tua Tagovailoa. Um, so, like I said, prayers up. Hope he gets better for sure, for sure. Um, moving along, probably one of the biggest, I guess. I don't know if it's really an upset, but surprises of the week. Oh, wow, a wild game was the Ravens and Bills game where the Baltimore Ravens actually had a 17-point lead of the, on the Bills at 20 to 3, up 20 to 3, and you lose 23 to 20. This Ravens defense is disappointing. This is an organization who prides themselves on defense, who won two championships then pretty much with their just with their defense. You know, you guys like Ray Lewis, guys like Ed Reed. You know, what is going on with, and the fact that Harbaugh on fourth and goal decides to go for it instead of kicking the field goal to go up to, right? Greatest kicker ever. You have the the greatest kicker in the NFL history in Justin Tucker. You're tied at 20 apiece with just over, like, I think it was like a minute left or something like that on fourth and goal. You decide to go for it, go for the touchdown. Lamar Jackson throws an interception to Jordan Poirier. Bills drive down the field, kick the field goal, win the game. To me, what what to me, Gabe, that says Harbaugh, John Harbaugh does not believe in his defense. Uh, it's, it's, it's double-sided with John Harbaugh. I think he's shown very much so that he doesn't believe in the defense, but at the same time, there are times where I feel like he doesn't believe in Lamar either. Um Greg Roman to me is under the most spotlight. That's my that's my take on the whole situation because remember they wanted him gone bad last year. He does not play good four quarters of football. Mm-hmm. He doesn't make great adjustments. He doesn't put Lamar in the best positions when it's time to close out games. John Harbaugh 
overly believes at times, you know what I'm saying, that his analytics are just better than everybody else's thoughts. Mm. So that decision to go for it on fourth was absolutely just chaotic. <laughs> I didn't understand it at all. You have, I mean, easy. If I had Justin Tucker on any given Sunday, it's like having Jordan at a position. Just go do it. <laughs> Nobody cares. He's going to make the field goal. He's going right. to walk off. Be good. And everyone but, know, yeah. and everyone know it too. Yeah, but given Josh Allen, I mean, we just seen Tua spark the Ravens defense after the Ravens took off on them. Tua sparked them. So what do you think Josh was going to get in there and do after you give those guys the opportunity to come back and do that to you, man? Mm. Horrible decision. I'd say bump the analytics. Greg Roman needs to figure out if he can coach a football game for four quarters. Mm-hmm. And I fully believe in Lamar Jackson. This sucks to watch because I know that he's under so much criticism and everybody's going to blame it on him for blowing these last two games. But it's not him, bro. He has arguably these two old guys that are playing. Well, they're not even old guys. The two guys playing cornerback. And I think Marcus Williams is the only one in that secondary that knows how to play Marcus you know, Peters? football. Yeah. No, not Marcus Peters. Uh, The safety. Marcus Williams. The one that transferred uh-uh. uh, came over from the Saints. Got He's you. probably their best player on defense right now. Peters is getting dogged. Um, and on the <laughs> opposite side, I don't know if that ACL tore up Marlon Humphrey and he's still on the slow go getting back or whatever, man. But it's been bad. It's been bad. But that – that I hope John Harbaugh gets it together, man, along with Greg Roman. And I think – I mean, and Lamar Jackson has been playing, you know, MVP. has been playing like lights out. I mean, this game he, put, he looked pretty mediocre, only going for 144 and one score and two picks. Um, you know, Josh Allen didn't have a spectacular game, but, you know, he did enough to get the win. And that's what's yeah. the most important factor, you know. And before this game, Lamar Jackson looks looking like he was going to be the MVP of the league again, you know. Um, and, and, he, and he very well may. He, he very well may. He very well may, you know. But, you know, and this was, I think it was, it was a sloppy game, you know. I think it was the weather uh, played a little bit of a factor. But, um, yeah, the, the shocking thing was just, of course, the Ravens attempting to go for the score there at the end, instead of kicking the field goal to go up by three, said you leave, you leave it at a, at a tie. And the fact that matter is too, the interception to help the bills, because yeah. instead of the, instead of throwing an incompletion, throwing it away, the bills being down within the five yard line. Now and they got the ball to 20, 25, you know, his, that's his worst decision I've seen him make all season. And at times it's like, it's a psychological thing going on with him because he knows he's in that he's in, he's under so much like criticism where everybody's saying he can't play the quarterback position. Like some of the greats, you know what I'm saying? He can't close games with his arm. Mm -hmm. So it's like, at times it's like, you see him make those type of dumb decisions in the playoffs, but I did not want to see him do that in the clutch right there. Yeah. It was a rough one for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, and the uh, another AFC North team that had a kind of a surprise, I think was the Pittsburgh Steelers. Looks like they got a new QB Gabe. Um, Kenny, the the uh, debut of Kenny Pickett arrived against the New York Jets, albeit the Jets did come out with a victory. That was a surprising one there. But the error of Kenny Pickett has start has begun. Mitch Mitch Trubisky is on the bench now. Pickett will be the starter for the Pittsburgh Steelers moving forward. What was your take? How do you think Pickett looked? Because to me, he wasn't bad for a rookie debut going 10 of 13 and it was three incompletions were three interceptions. So, you know, it wasn't, you know, but I mean, he's a rookie coming in, you know, you know, it is what it is, but he did run the, for two touchdowns, which was nice. albeit short yardage touchdowns. What's your take on the uh, Steelers moving forward with Kenny Pickett? I mean, like, like I've always said about the backups versus the starters, what is the big gap? There was never a gap between him and Mr. Trubisky. So I didn't understand Mike Thomas decision to start Trubisky over Pickett. I think it's just a veteran something he's at the experience. That's all it was. Veteran thing or whatever. But I mean, we've seen what Mitchell Trubisky was. You know, <laughs> it wasn't very impressive. So the way you look at the stat line right now is like, okay, both quarterbacks had an opportunity to throw 13 passes. The rookie was able to complete 10 for 120, albeit he threw three interceptions. He made mm-hmm. up for the two rushing touchdowns. Right. Trubisky just threw for a seven for 13, 84 yards and a pick. Right. Um the spark happened once Pickett came in the game. At least he's out there daring. He's po- he's po- he's posing some type of a threat so mm-hmm. the other defensive coordinators have something to kind of prepare for and get ready for. Trubisky was out there. I don't know if he was scared or game management managing because this is potentially his last opportunity. Right. But Pickett provides a spark. Pickett should have been a starter from week one. And you've got to let young quarterbacks come in, make, dec- make, make bad mistakes along with their good decisions. 
and just roll with it. He's he's more threatening than Trubisky, man. He's more he's more threatening. Really? Yeah. I mean, yeah i I don't mind the decision by Mike Tomlin bringing in Kenny Pickett. Uh, like you like you said, we knew what Mitchell Trubisky was before the year even started. So here we are, Pittsburgh. Here we go. You know what? Um, you're one in three right now. So I don't think it hurts. Hey, why not bring in the rookie? Let him get the experience. Uh, and hopefully, you know, Mike Tomlin can continue his streak of having not having a losing record. Oh, that's happening this year. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. And, yeah. And, yeah, and it might, especially with the rookie QB, but we'll see how it goes. Um, the last matchup I wanted to kind of recap from week four in the NFL was Monday night. Your San Francisco 49ers game. I know it's not your time, but your boy Jimmy G coming out with a solid dub over the, the defending Super Bowl champion, L.A. Rams. Dude, Staff, Stafford looked bad. I'm sorry. I mean, it's pretty much all he does is throw it. All he does is throw it to Cooper Cup. That's it. That's it. That's I mean, it. I know Tyler Higby had 10 catches with 73 yards, but Cup, another 14 grabs, 122 yards. Where's Allen Robinson? That's what I want to know. Where's Allen Robinson? I mean, I thought the the addition of Allen of, of a Rob. Hopefully, do they get the re resign OBJ later this year? I like I said, I picked the Rams to go back to the Super Bowl this year. I was right with you. I was right with you. Um, and they look very very mediocre. And so does Matthew Stafford throwing another interception, a pick six, which he led the league in pick sixes last last year what's going on what's going on with the rams gabe so for me it's the it's the it's the key losses that the rams went ahead and took andrew whitworth was an amazing leader in the left tackle on that team so they were able to do a lot of things with him on the field you had odell beckham jr who a lot of people just say oh he's just a third receiver on there blah 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 he's not doing all that then you had van jefferson who was your sprinter at least he can get out there and pose some type of a threat. You know what I'm saying? So those those were kind of the, like the main losses that they had that just torched what the Rams do really well. So Matt Stafford is in there basically just relying, like you said, strictly on Cooper Cup or nothing else. Ben Skoranek doesn't scare anybody. And Allen Robinson what came in and he took that check, which I would have just given to Rob Woods. You mm -hmm. got rid of Robert Woods. You, you didn't pay OBJ because he got the ACL injury. So you're going out there saying that Ben Skoranek, Allen Robinson's jump ball abilities, and Cooper Cup are going to win you the games. It's not going to happen. Alongside, there's no rushing attack at all. Those two guys, I took Cam Akers this year in fantasy football thinking Yo. that, you know, he would be something. I was a Florida State Cam Akers fan. I was like, man, he, he, is hasn't, done a, he hasn't done a damn thing. Is there something wrong? Him and Zeke Elliott are killing me. But oh, Zeke Elliott's another, yeah. another animal. But yeah, again. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, those are really those are really like the key things I've noticed that are hurting them. I, I think the Whitworth injury was. I mean, sorry, the Whitworth retirement was huge. Mm. I think the OBJ injury was huge. That loss, and I think the fact that they paid Allen Robinson over keeping Robert Woods was also a huge factor and their run game is I, nothing. I like A Rob though over over Robert Woods, to be honest with you. I do. Even I mean I'm not no. saying I'm not just saying that just because because he's from Penn State. Mm -hmm. But I do I just do like him. He can stretch the field. You know, he was a he was a good he was a good, you know, target in Chicago. He, even Jackson I felt like he was wasting away his years in Chicago, that's for sure. I'm glad he's on a, a better team now in uh, yeah. in Los Angeles. But um yeah man, I mean the Rams just look kind of uh, average. They look they really, average. really they average. average. Couldn't even you know, just settle for three field goals in this twenty-four to nine loss to the Niners. And the Niners, all you know, albeit they're they're both two and two, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but Jimmy G looked it looked pretty good, going sixteen of twenty-seven at two hundred thirty-nine yards and a score, of course, to his boy Debo Samuel, who lit it up, of course, for another six catches of one hundred fifteen yards. Um, oh. I think the Niners can make some noise in that division for sure. Um, and he, like to your point, you said a couple of weeks back that you think the Niners are going to go to the Super Bowl, you know? Um, but it, man, I don't know. You know I, I'm just really shocked by the Ram. And it's Matthew Stafford has to look other places than Cooper Cup. Plain oh, and simple. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, it, 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 it starts with that run game, man. The it does. Game, You're right. The run game will save him. When you look at his stats, bro, the, the guy had to throw the ball 48 times. His running backs, 
the two starters probably carried the ball 14 times to him throwing the ball 48 times. You know mm. what I'm saying? That's just so unbalanced in today's NFL football. It's just like, right. wow. And look at the ball. <laughs> and look at look at the other side with the 49ers. Jeff Wilson Jr. Mm-hmm. ran the ball 18 times himself. Yeah. And and Polo threw it only 27 times. You know what I'm saying? But it's 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 that consistency. He's got he's got some some type of a threat. Jimmy really scares you when he goes in that play action because he's just pickpocket, he's accurate. Ball's coming out. Kyle Shanahan and him kind of like sync perfectly. Which I was gonna is say, nice is this just, like, is this just is this just a genius of Kyle Shanahan knowing yeah. how to take advantage of opponents? Yeah, yeah. And and remember, he's playing against most of his sons. You know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I said most of his sons. Stop Sean, it. Sean McVay and all them. Those are his kids. So it's like, you know, <laughs> like I taught you this. You know what I'm saying? So it's like it's cute. Yeah. yeah, it's cute. He said, "Oh my goodness, let's keep it going, dude. Um, let's get into our next segment. You write, you man will will make a bold statement. Another one will tell us if we are correct or if we're just outright crazy. Now, the first one actually comes from Obed. Um, he said, "Here on you write, you man." If Philadelphia does not lose to the Green Bay in week 12, the Eagles will run the regular season table. And I'm going to say, Obed, you mad. It's just because it's just so rare. And the fact that now there is 17 games compared to 16 games, first and fourth, that's the, probably the, one of the biggest factors to me right there is. Um, I'm looking at this Philadelphia Eagles schedule. They've got, even if you consider, okay, they, let's say they do, they've got, you know, Arizona, they've got Dallas coming up here. They play Dallas again in week 16. Um, they've got this, and then they got the Giants a couple times after. Now, I don't even think they're going to be undefeated by the time they even get to Green Bay. I think they could lose possibly this week to um, Arizona. I think, actually, I'll probably pick them this week against Arizona, but. I think they could they could they could lose if Dak is back for week six. They could lose that matchup. Um, they should beat Pittsburgh, Houston. You know, they've got a pretty decently easily scheduled Houston there, Indy, Tennessee, Chicago. So their schedule, I will say, is in Philadelphia's favor, ladies and gentlemen. However, do I think they're gonna run the table? Not nah, because probably when it gets time to the, to the end of the year, they're gonna start sitting players, you know, so they don't get injured. So do I think they could finish with 13 or 14 wins, even maybe even 15 wins? Yeah, I, I can see it. I, mm-hmm. I, I, I can see it. But I, no. So Obed, I will say you're mad. You mad. <laughs> Gabe, what's your thought? Is he, is, is, yeah, is he right or is he mad? Man, that's a bold take. That's a bold take. Chest all the way out with that take. Um, he's, <laughs> definitely mad. he's definitely mad. The Eagles have one of the softer schedules in the NFL and it's kind of playing favor to him right now. So they can ride this roller coaster, win the week NFC East and, you know what I'm saying? Get into the playoffs, but hopefully they're not napping on the actual talent to the teams that are out there mm-hmm. because when you get in the NFC, you may get that first round by, but then it gets real very fast. You know, the Cardinals would be somewhat of a test for them. The Cowboys, of course, division rival will be somewhat of a test, but then after that, it, it goes pretty soft for a little bit mm-hmm. and, I'm saying so like I'm like you I can see them winning a lot of games but as far as running the table no I can't really see that I can see them losing to the Saints I can see them splitting games with the Cowboys the Titans I see them losing that game the the Eagle I mean the Packers I can see them losing that game Mm. and uh, potentially even the Cardinals depending on what version of Kyler Murray shows up um is this the DeAndre Hopkins return game yet uh no i think he's suspended for the first six games six so games. this is only okay. week five okay. so okay. yeah so well, okay. okay so i'll take i'll take the eagles in that game I, yeah. i'll take the cardinals in that game gotcha yeah. gotcha okay yeah, yeah. it's a great take gotcha um and from from me here gabe i have i say to you you right you man the nfc east is the best division in the nfl right now wow absolutely mad um Absolutely mad. The NFC East is not the best division in football right now. They have all been record-wise, it is right now. Record-wise, they are all being given softballs. So everybody's <laughs> out there hitting, you know, them little them what are those little bracket whacket balls or whatever. That's Wiffle, what balls. Wiffle, Wiffle balls. Wiffle balls. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what they're all out there hitting right now. So they've been playing pretty soft schedules. Um, the commanders are absolutely atrocious. That's the one bad the team, but the Philadelphia. Giants, look at Philadelphia, four and Dallas, three and one. Giants three and one. That's the only team. Excuse me. That's the only division, okay, where you have three teams above five hundred, including Absolutely. one team that is undefeated. That's Absolutely. why I say record wise right now, 
it is the best team in the NFL. I mean, the best, best division. Absolutely. But you're talking about the Dallas Cowboys right there who were beating that Cooper Rush managed to squeeze past the uh, Bengals. That was cute. And then they beat, <laughs> they beat the Giants and they beat the Commanders. So that's not – these are not really teams that you can get too excited about that they're kind of squeezing by. And then uh, you got the Commanders who are just absolutely terrible. And then the Giants yeah, are. are kind of just squeaking away games, you know. I give it to Brian Dayball. He's doing great. He's he's creating a culture, but all of that's yeah. going to start to go downhill pretty fast, if you ask me. The most competitive division still would be probably the NFC West, man. They're still loaded. They're still loaded. Yeah, but they're all sitting at two and two. They're all sitting at two and two, but it's for a reason. Them boys, they're playing. It's true. True. They're playing. Those are teams over there. Let yeah. the commanders or the cowboys or one of them get a hold of one of them. Let Kyle Shanahan go over and visit uh old Jalen Hurts and them and let them see what he does against Nick Bosa. Let let's see, <laughs> Yo, let's see what Jalen Hurts does against Nick Bosa and them, and then we'll be able to make facts work, right? Oh man. Let's get into our week five picks, Gabe. Um Man, I think last week I don't. I didn't only got the two two great lat in week four. Um, you know, we I posted our picks on the our Twitter account here on the W on W, uh, Entertainment. Uh, but man, man, actually no, I take that back. I had a damn good week. Sort of Obed. We Obed and I both went twelve and four last week in last week's picks uh, for week four in the NFL. So going into week five, let's start out with it. I know this game is actually going to be uh, kicking off here within pretty shortly, within a few minutes here. Indianapolis at Denver, Gabe. Um, I'm going Denver, even though um, Javante Williams, running starting running back for the Broncos, is out for the year. Uh, I believe Jonathan Taylor for the Colts is is, is not going to be playing tonight. So the Broncos do have Melvin Gordon. So I'm going to go with the Broncos in this matchup for the tonight for tonight, tonight's matchup um, with the Colts. Um, I think Russell Wilson has not been playing up to par, up to his usual Russell Wilson self. But I'm not sure really what's going on with him. Um, I mean, did they kind of old oh, people want to say they only oh, overpaid him? <laughs> Eli Manning made a joke the other night that uh, the Broncos should have paid that punter $250 million, which was kind of funny. But uh, yeah, I mean, I'm gonna go with Denver. I think this is kind of a game that they, they have to win. Uh, who do you got, Colts or Broncos? Overall, I'm right with you 100%. Um, I've got the Colts actually losing this game by a lot. This should by be a lot, looking, yeah. I think it's going to be something crazy, bro, like 31 to like 10, something bad like that, um, mainly because mainly because I think the Colts are getting ready to crumble pretty bad. Um, they don't have anybody. I know Michael Pittman Jr. is still out there. The offensive line behind Matt, the offensive line in front of Matt Ryan is kind of giving me kind of like a shaky like type of view to watch for the first time in a little bit. Jonathan Taylor has not been producing very well this season, and then he's going to be out. So you're looking at Naeem Hines carrying the boatload of the production. Mm-hmm. Matt Ryan's one of those quarterbacks that thrives in play actions, pro- pocket protection to where he can really take his time and calmly read the field. There's nobody that's really as threatening as I thought. I thought Michael Pittman Jr. would be pretty threatening. I thought that uh, Alec Pierce would be a little bit of a go-getter and a deep ball go-getter, and I thought Mo Ali Cox would be a little better than what's been advertised. So the Broncos possess a really, really good defense. I see them stomping the coast tonight. Yeah, and I think Gabe, I mean, I think, excuse me, I think Obed is going with the Broncos as well, too. Um, the New York football Giants at the Green Bay Packers. I think this is the London game early Sunday morning. Uh, I'm going to go Green Bay. Um, like you said before, Brian Dable's got the Giants looking pretty well. Saquon Barkley looked like he's back in full, you know, in full effect. But I'm going to go with the Packers, Gabe. Who do you got? I'm right, I'm right behind you again, bro. Um, I'm gonna go with A Rod. I think this, geez, A Rod might A Rod might sneak his way back into the MVP race, man with some unknowns, you know what I'm saying? Um, Brian Dayball is going to do great. They're going to come up with a good game plan. He did come from underneath Bill Belichick, so I'm sure they probably text each other back and forth, hey, what'd you do to stop him? Um, and <laughs> we'll see what happens, you know? But I think that A-Rod's going to come back, have a great performance. You're playing in uh, Lambeau. They'll, they'll punish the Giants. Yeah, well, remember, it's in, it's in London. The game's in London. Oh, it's in London? Yeah, oh, it's okay. in London. Yeah, it's the London game. It was early Sunday morning, 9.30 a.m. Eastern no, time kickoff for that one. It's going to be a nice one. Um, Pittsburgh at Buffalo. Of course, I'm going to go with the Buffalo Bills. Um, going against that rookie rookie QB, Kenny Pickett. I think Buffalo should light up this one. Probably win, I would say, I'm going to say 34 to 13 Buffalo uh, in this one here. And um, oh, and I think Obed's going Buffalo. And he's also going Green Bay as well, too. But who you got, Pittsburgh or Buffalo, Gabe? I, hey, we're all in sync again, man. These games are pretty much easy pick bro. These would be like, 
surprise losses right now, if you ask me, bro. Yeah. It's still not nowhere near in the ballpark of an NFL team right now. So the building up an NFL team, damn. <laughs> Tell me how you real feel, son. Um, Los Angeles, they got the Chargers visiting the Cleveland Browns. I almost want to go Browns in this one. Um, the Chargers, they lost, I think they lost Joey Bosa to a shoulder injury, if I'm not mistaken. He's on IR, he's having he's having surgery. I thought this, yo, I thought this Chargers defense would be legit this year, bro. I picked them in both of my fantasy leagues, picking up Khalil Mack in the offseason, JC Jackson. But, yo, this Chargers defense is is looking like trash. They gave up 38 points to the Jaguars week prior. They gave up 24, even though in a win against against the Texans, you know, I thought this Chargers defense would be so legit and they would just be dominating people, but they're not what they once they were. I thought they would be going against Cleveland here. Uh, you know, I, 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 I will go Los Angeles, but I don't be surprised if Cleveland just runs the ball down the Chargers throat, but I will go Los Angeles. And I think Obed's going LA as well too. Gabe, what do you got? Chargers or Browns? Um, I'm going to go ahead and flip the switch and pick the Browns. Um, Okay. Falcons just got past the Browns, um, or whatever, man. But they're Nick Chubb is absolutely amazing, and Kareem mm-hmm. actually he's just so dominant. And Jacoby Brissett is not playing as bad as everybody was, I guess, kind of thinking he would. Mm-hmm. He's actually really, really accurate. He understands the playbook and he gets the ball out very comfortably. Um, like you said, man, J.C. Jackson, and I don't know, he's, he's up and down right now. Joey Bosa always gets hurt every other season, but Khalil Mack is having a dominant season. Yeah. He's very much, you know, imposing in every game you turn to film on. You I just see. thought they'd be better. I really did. I, I, I agree, but you've got to have a healthy Joey Bosa. You've got to have J.C. Jackson locked in. The biggest key thing that I'm seeing from the Chargers that everybody was so hyped up when they do these coaching things, Brandon Staley was supposed to be this grand uh, defensive coordinator, right? He was supposed to be some type of defensive guru. They gave you you've got three stars on your defense, you know what I'm saying? Three potential pro, pro bowlers, and it's yeah. not looking very good for you right yeah. now, my man. Yeah. I was Bo- you call them fourth downs. I know. Bosa, I think, is out, what, like eight to ten weeks, I think? Um, yeah. Which Oh, it's, it's not, it, wasn't, it wasn't a shoulder. It's, it's a groin. He suffered a, gro- a groin tear. So he's out, it's like, always, eight to ten weeks. So, yeah, always. that's that's a big loss for the Los Angeles Chargers. Always, right. Next up, Chicago at Minnesota. I think this should be an easy one for the Vikings. Um, Chicago's just terrible. They have Justin. They have no weapons for Justin Fields, so I'm going with the Vikings, and I believe Obed's going with Minnesota as well. Who do you got? Ah, so bad. Last time I was on with you all, I got it right. I did pick my boy Justin Fields to beat. I think it was the Texans. Um, this time, yeah, I, the Texans are trash, though. I cannot force myself to pick Justin Fields to do anything. I hope that you know what I'm saying he does all right to get out of the game healthy, but that's about it, bro. Yeah. I'm right with you all, bro. The Vikings should stomp on them. And mm. Justin Jefferson, thank you for my fantasy points in advance. <laughs> uh, Detroit at New England. Uh, I'm going to go with the Lions here. We yes. talked about New England suffering, you know, Mac, that Mac Jones injury. Who not? I don't know if Brian Hoyer is going to be starting. If it's going to be that rookie Zappy going for them. Um, I'm going to go with Detroit. I believe Obed is going to go with his Patriots for some reason. Um, Detroit has looked good. Um even though they, you know, they're not winning too much football, but they have looked pretty well. They're competing. That's the biggest thing with them. Um, oh, as a matter of fact, Brian Hart is actually he's, – he's on the – he placed him on IR with a concussion. So he's not – so, yeah, so Bailey Zappi <laughs> will be starting for the uh, for the New England Patriots. I don't expect – I don't expect Mac Jones to start. That, that ankle injury, they're saying he's questionable, but I highly, highly doubt he'll be playing. So I'm going to go with Detroit in this one. Um, 100% going with you, bro. Talk about a um, red-hot version of Jared Goff being the third leader in passer in the NFL right now. Ooh. But um, I'm going to go ahead and 100% go with uh, Jared Judge. I mean, Jared Goff. <laughs> Jared Judge. Jared Goff. You know, <laughs> being the NFL's third leading passer. Mm. Um, I wish Amon – I think his receiver, Amon Ra. Amon Ra St. Brown. I, think, I don't think he's playing this – He's um, out again. But um, the Patriots just, they don't have anything that's supposed to be pretty dangerous to stop anybody. Jamal Williams is running the ball pretty well over there. DeAndre Swift is over there running the ball. Jared Goff is feeding pretty much everybody. And mm-hmm. it's actually kind of fun to watch. The yeah. worst thing about them is their defense sucks and the Patriots might have a chance to run the ball all over them. But um, the, Detroit Lions, 
the, the Detroit Lions defense has sucked since the day before forever. Okay. They haven't had a, they've had a top. I, I mentioned this a few weeks back when I had, when our Lions fan Joel was on the show, they've had a top 10 defense one time in the past 30 years. Okay. They've always, the defense has been bad, but yeah, Jared Goff, you said it, he's been having a good year. I think he's the third most passing yards in the league right now. I'm going to Ross State Brown. I think he's questionable for this week. I mean, yeah. DJ Charker, they've had a boatload of injuries. Hawkinson is questionable. Um, DJ Chark is questionable. You know what I mean? So I'm still either way. I'm still going to go with the Detroit Lions here in this one. Yeah, I got to go with the Lions too. Yeah. Um, Seattle at New Orleans. I feel like this was a toss-up, yo. Gino has been balling out for the Seahawks. Mm-hmm. Playing better than I think a lot of people expected him to be playing. Um, oh, man. I almost... Uh, you know, it's funny. You know what? I'm going to go Seattle. Screw it. Even though it's in New Orleans, I'm going Seattle here. I'm going with Seattle, Gabe. Uh, and I think Obed is going with New Orleans. Who do you got? I'm not mad at you for picking Seattle. Um, The Saints defense can be had, man. The Falcons played really well against them week one and then blew it all in the fourth quarter. Um, The Saints have, I think, two questionable key players. I think Mike Thomas is questionable and Alvin Kamara is still questionable. Yeah. So, um. I think uh, Latavius Murray came in and he played pretty decent and uh, Mark Ingram's been running the ball okay. Jarvis Landry's still questionable as well too. So um, Gino's been spreading the ball out and just sparking everybody. He's actually catching fire and rolling pretty well. So mm-hmm. I'm going to go with the Saints still just slightly over the Seahawks. It'd be a close one, like a 28-24, 21-17, something crazy like that. Gotcha, gotcha. I think Obed's going with the Saints. Uh, Miami at the New York Jets. Uh, I'm going to go with the Dolphins. Even with Teddy Bridgewater starting for the Dolphins, I'll still go with Miami, and I think Obed is as well. Who do you got, Gabe, Dolphins or Jets? I'm going to go ahead and go with the uh, young, youthful Jets, um, J-E-T-S. Wow. Jets. That's who I'm going with. Um, I love Mike McDaniel's system of, of fast play, getting the ball out. There wasn't too much of a drop-off when Teddy Bridgewater came in and moved the offense comfortably. Mm. Um it is kind of scary to watch Sauce Gardner uh, try to move his hips to guard Tyreek Hill, but I hope <laughs> they'll have some type of double coverage or some type Yo. of zone. Somebody you know what? And then Jalen Waddle's going to open it up. Yeah, somebody just tackle him, do something before he gets the ball. But um, I'm going <laughs> to go just, with, uh, just drop kick him. <laughs> I'm going to go with the Jets because um, the Dolphins' defense can be had, and I don't know what's going on with my boy X. I thought X was really like a top three, top five cornerback man, but he's been getting torched. Xavier mm. Howard, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know too, man. Yep, yep. Got you. Um, Atlanta at Tampa Bay. Sorry, Gabe. Got to go against your boys. Going with the Bucks, and I know, I know, I know. Obed as well too. His boy TB12. Even though Tom is having a little off the field issues right now, I'm still going to go with the Bucks, Gabe. What do you got? Hundred percent going with the uh, Atlanta Bucks. Um, <laughs> he said the Atlanta Bucks. But- <laughs> I might, I might not even watch the game this Sunday because <laughs> every time we play, like like the Rams punished us with that high flying stuff, and then they just calmed down, and we caught the, like two flat, fluke little type of things as as far as like a block punt and you know things like that to get us back in the game. That's not going to happen against the Bucks. The Bucks just got dominated by the Chiefs' run game. Um, we run the ball. I think we're like the top three rushing offenses or whatever. Um, the Bucks are not going to sit back. Uh, Devin White, uh, Levante, David. Vita Vea, the monstrous defensive tackle. They're going to shut us down, and we're going. To, they're going to make Marcus Mariota pass, and this might be a potential opportunity for us to see our young rookie quarterback in Desmond Ritter. Mm. Okay, we'll see how that goes. Um, Tennessee at Washington. Even though I feel like it's easy to pick Tennessee, I'm actually going to go to Washington. I don't know why. I literally don't know why I'm going to go Washington, but I'm just going to go Washington in this one. And Obed, I think, is going to go Tennessee. Gabe, uh, who you got, Titans or Commanders? There's no way I can pick the Commanders to do anything other than lose. So <laughs> I'm going with the Titans 100%. Derrick Henry is going for about a buck 40 on that weak defense. The defensive line is – their front seven is supposed to be their strong point, their strong suit or whatever, but they're going up against a dog in Derrick Henry who's playing very well this season. You know um, what? Ryan, yeah, you're you're right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know. I don't know why I did that to myself. I'm, let, let's go Titans. Uh, what the hell was I thinking? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you know what? Nothing else needs to be said. I'm. I, I don't know what. I don't know. I was outside of my brain just now. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, I'm going with the Titans. Enough said. Let's just let's just keep moving. <laughs> Houston at Jacksonville. I don't think this is a game that anyone cares about in the yeah. AFC South, but I'll pick Jacksonville, and I think Obed is as well. Yeah, definitely picking the uh, Jacksonville. Hundred percent. Uh. Doug, Doug, Peterson, Doug Peterson's got Trev playing pretty well. They're just – they're getting it together, man. They're a really young team. The Texans suck. 
And every I'm down here in Houston. They swore they had a better roster than the Atlanta Falcons, and we were the worst in the league. And they mm-hmm. are showing record wise that they are so much better than us. Yeah, they're the only winless team in the NFL right now. So mm-hmm. Texans. So uh, San Francisco at Carolina, going with your boy Jimmy G and the Niners, uh, along with Gabe, along with uh, Albed. Excuse me, uh, Gabe. Who do you got? Niners or Panthers? Hundred uh, percent, San Francisco 49ers, Man, um, I can't wait to see what Baker Mayfield does against Joey uh, Nick Bosa. Being as you know, what I'm saying uh, one of the reporters kind of joked with him and asked him uh, what was going on with those batted balls against JJ Watt, and he asked the reporter to give him a drill. So he might need a new drill after this game of getting sacked. How can he <laughs> stop <getting> sacked? <laughs> yeah, they're gonna, gonna have to go. They're gonna go after him for sure. Um, Dallas at Los Angeles Rams. This is a Man. nice one here. Micah Parsons, Aaron Donald, two of the best defensive players in the NFL. Um, I'm going to go with the Rams just because they have to. I feel like they have to win this game. They can't go a two and three, especially the fact that it's at home. Uh, I'm going to go with Los Angeles. I don't believe Obed has a pick for this one yet, um, but he'll he'll submit it later. But I'm going to go with the I'm going to go with Los Angeles. Gabe, what do you got? I'm taking the Cowboys, man, because the Cowboys mm. defense basically just shuts out everything that the Rams do really well. You can take um what's it called Trayvon Diggs and have him just kind of troll Cooper Rush. Yeah, you'll you'll schematically come up with some plays. Mm-hmm. There's nothing Allen Robinson can do um opposite of Cooper Rush. And I feel like Michael Parsons is just gonna wreak so much havoc on that uh left tackle that they that replaced uh, Whitworth, like I keep talking about. I don't think the Rams offensive line is there. Their run game is not gonna do nothing against Dallas Cowboys. And on the on the opposite side of the ball. The uh, Cowboys will be able to run a bunch of quick screens, quick counters, and things like that, and get the ball out of their hands. Michael Gallup is returning, and he didn't look too bad last week. So, All right, true. I'm going to go ahead and roll with the Cowboys. I don't know if uh, Rain Prescott is supposed to make his grand return, or if we're going to get I, the. I uh, think he's still going to. I think he's going to miss this game. They're speculating that he could, but I think he's still having some pain in his thumb. So okay. I don't think he's going to be able to, to play this game. Okay, well they have the league's best quarterback in Cooper Clutch, so. Yeah. We'll- but I'm taking the Cowboys. Okay. Philadelphia at Arizona. We kind of touched on this game a little bit earlier. I'm going to go Philadelphia here, even though it's in Arizona. I'm going to go Philly this one. They're going to stay undefeated and go to 5-0. and And I'll bet it's going with the Eagles as well. Gabe, what do you got, Eagles or Cardinals? Three-peated, man. I got the Eagles. Um, I just cool. like, like, we, like we discussed earlier, man. I, I just don't see anything that the Cardinals have to really pose a threat against the Eagles. Yeah. Cincinnati had a Baltimore AFC North matchup there. I think Obed and I are both on the side of the Ravens. They got to get a bounce back win off, off, off that uh, tough loss to Buffalo last week. Um, so Ravens all the way. Gabe, what do you got? Bengals or Ravens? I'm taking the Bengals. I think the Bengals are catching their fleet, their uh, flame on uh, they're rolling right now on all cylinders, man. Joe Burrow's starting to feel confident again. Um, and those receivers, they're known what they do to the Ravens DBs last year. They dominated them. I don't, mm. I, don't I think they were the backup DBs, but Still. it's just too much firepower, man. It's too much firepower that the Bengals have. Okay. Um, and then the Monday night matchup, Las Vegas at Kansas City, AFC West matchup there. Got to go KC. Patrick Mahomes is flat out a genius. Oh, he is a oh. just, just, I mean, Joe Buck said he's a magician with the football. Uh, we'll see what he did against the Buccaneers last week. Man, this guy is just, you know, out of his mind. Uh, Chiefs all the way. And I, I got to say, folks, I regret my bold pick for MVP and Derek Carr because the Raiders have looked horrible. I know they got a victory last week. Yeah, that was my bold pick for MVP. I thought Derek Carr would be lighting it up with yeah. Devontae Adams, um, you know, this year. And he's basically done nothing done nothing and i'm just really really shocked that the raiders are one and three right now but yeah i'm gonna go i'm gonna go the kansas city chiefs well i'm right with you going with the kansas city chiefs man it's a rough watch to watch Devontae just sit out there and run wide open routes and watch Derek Carr throw balls like david Carr. so (laughs) definitely going with the kansas city chiefs all the way patrick mahomes is just a monster i hope they just keep growing and yeah, hey, I hope the best for the Chiefs, man. Mahomes is that guy. I've yeah, he is. Yep. A yep, lot man. of people try to discredit him every year. They want to put Josh over him. They got. They're now saying Joe Burrow is really better than him. They no. were talking about Herbert being better than him. No. So it's like they try every year to try to throw one of the and, other young quarterbacks. And people try to say, you know, I, I wasn't sure, you know, but if people say, oh, what is he going to be without Tyree Kill? What is he going to do without his best weapon? Look at him, lighten it up. Still, don't matter. He can do it. He can do it with me and you out there, bro. One of one. One of one. Yep. That play, facts. that play, that play in the goal line where he spun on one of the best tackles in the NFL. And he, flip, and and he, he flipped, flipped it on. to Kyle um, Clyde Clyde Edwards Hilaire. 
Yeah, find me a quarterback in NFL history that has done that, and I'll shut up. <laughs> this dude, this yeah. dude is—he's that dude. He is yeah. that dude, man. One wow. Yep, I think Obed is going with the Chiefs as well. Well, folks, that is going to do it for us this week here on What's the Word Entertainment. I'd like to thank my guest co-host Gabe for joining in, filling in for Obed while he's under the weather. Appreciate you, Gabe. Uh, any last words for the people? Anything we should look out on team this weekend? Any games? Any matchups? Anything you want to say out before we, before we head out this weekend? No, overall, it should be a great week of sports overall. Um, just tune in. I appreciate y'all for having me on again. It was fun. Topics always lit. Yep. Um, keep coming back and listening, man. These guys do great things. Appreciate it. Appreciate it, sir. Yep. Like I mentioned earlier, uh, baseball, you got the baseball. Yo, October, like I say, October is probably the best month for sports. You got football's in full effect. You've got baseball playoffs. And the NBA is coming back. Even hockey is coming back for hockey fans out there. Like I said, basketball is about to restart again. October is just a great, great month for sports. You know, um, I'm looking forward to this. You know, this this this, uh, this year. Like I said, let's go Mets. Hopefully, they get the job done. Um, yep. We like to thank you guys for joining in once again. Don't forget to check us out on Twitter at the W W E N T for my co guest co-host Gabe. I'm your boy Sherman. We'll catch you guys next time. Peace.